Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I believe in your product, and it sure helped me. I feel so much better, and I got more energy. I can't say anything bad about it. Okay, with the balance of nature, I've noticed I could eat certain things I couldn't eat before. Today is the first day I noticed I, I could feel my my head feeling like a more positive outlook on getting stuff done during the day and hyped up. I really appreciate it. I really like your product. I'm happy with it. You don't have to really think about it anymore. You've got it, and it's in your diet. Regularity, let's put it that way. Food's very good. Definitely, the more I've taken it, I've noticed a lot more energy. So it's been a good change. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code KATE. Rise and shine, fragile Americans. There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Special thanks to the members of the Roosevelt family who are here and to one who is not, Eleanor. I know that because, as all of you famously learned when I served as president, my wife, now the Secretary of State, was known to commune with Eleanor on a regular basis. And so she called me last night on her way home from Peru to remind me to say that. That Eleanor had talked to her and reminded her that I should say that. Oh, it's totally normal. I mean, I always commune with the dead, don't you? I mean, everyone does. Oh, that Hillary. Communing. Not just having a dream about her. No, communing with the dead, especially Eleanor. How lovely. Anyway, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I've got quite an hour for you, so sit back. Um, sit back and be horrified uh, once again. When do we not horrify? I swear. Um, well, when you do deep dives, it's it's all kind of horrifying because you, you start to put pieces together and really see things. I, I did a little bit of this on Alex earlier, Alex Jones' show. Um, I just, I've got to, there's so much more to do, so many things to talk about. Um, that I can uh, talk to my audience about and you'll get what I'm saying. So I love, I love that we can have truth in radio here and it's so cool, right? Um, my, the big 9-11 shows on Friday, you're going to want to tune in for that, by the way. Some new info that's, again, red pilling to the max, horrifying. So we'll talk about it on, uh, on then. Anyway, all right. So let's chat about a little bit about this the little demon show, little Danny DeVito special, that little warlock, <laughs> he's a hardcore leftist and loves bringing this kind of crap to your kids, this kind of evil crap. And so it took a year for them to devise a script where, like Melissa says, it's the um, second edition of Rosemary's Baby. Um, it's called The Little Demon, and it's the girl that's the Antichrist because her mother was knocked up by Satan. Such a fun storyline and um, something so good for kids, right? Why did they make it? Here's the point. They made it because they knew there was a market for it. Why is there a market for it? Why is there a market for this? So in the days, I, and I liken this to Greece a little bit. Um, I used to watch Greece when I was a kid. I didn't see all the sexuality because I wasn't of age yet to see that. Um, then when I became an adult, <laughs> I was, 
I was like, kids, let's watch Grease. Oh my gosh, why are we watching Grease? This is disgusting. Okay, so not for little kids, but um, you don't see that when you're a kid, okay? But this is the, the, the equivalent now is that they are not doing anything covertly anymore. So everything is overt in your face and ready to spill the beans to you that this is what the agenda and what Hollywood is there for. This is their goal. The goal is to, for the last 100 years, to bring on the occult as if it's completely normal. It's like Bill. Oh, Hillary, you're so funny. Communing with the dead. You're so great. Um, Yeah, that's not normal. And that's not okay. But it was given in a speech as if they talk about this daily. Well, they, this, to them, this is no big deal because they've been entrenched in this world for a long time and they're not exactly, you know, uh, great people. So we have this problem in America of being so desensitized to what we're being shown all the time that we don't even see it anymore. And we are on autopilot and Rind used to say, and, um, and Rand used to say, uh, that the arguments that are supposedly about politics aren't really about politics. It's about something much deeper. It's about philosophy. And she was right about that. This is a foundational thing. This is a, what do you believe in and what shapes you? Really what's very common in um, people's foundations right now is magical thinking, magical thinking. Okay. And it gives us this, this whole new, really not good foundation. And Six. So when they asked people, you know, are you a, are you into witchcraft? Okay. A million to 5 million people would overtly go. Yes, I am like totally claim it, admit it. But six in 10. So 60% of us actually subscribe to many things of occult like behavior and thinking, um, and don't realize it. Okay. So you have 60% of our nation doing things that are now mainstream. The wearing of crystals and thinking it's kind of cool. The youth thinks that's so cool. They think it's totally cool. Gwyneth Paltrow does sell a like water jug thing that is all about crystals inside. And I mean, they are so accustomed to this, right? Um, The urban store that sells clothing, uh, they sell all kinds of things. They even sell like satchel bags, you know, for like little spells and stuff. That's weird, Urban Outfitters. But it's become like this spiritual new age and they've repackaged it. They, I, I did a show where I talked about the secret and the secret was, um, you know, you can be willful about your life and think thoughts. You're not getting fat. You're just not thinking that you're thin enough. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it, to a certain degree, positive thoughts and the way you think is, is who you are. There's a lot of truth to that. You surround yourself with evil. Well, you know, you get what you're a product of, but the problem is, is that it went to the extreme. So what they did was they said, this is without God. You design a vision board. You are all powerful. You can do this by yourself and you can get the world you create. And guess what, folks? It's more about materialism because if you want those material things, which a vision board is usually made up of, um, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow you to have all those things. And the witches came out, and this was the funniest part of the show that I did. I think it was a year or two ago, maybe a year ago. And I said, uh, the witches came out and said, wait, wait a minute. 
the secret that's that's what we do that's witchcraft that's what we're doing when we're standing around a cauldron it's it's all about um intention we're doing the powerful art of intention but it's just in a more evil way this is a more evil design right because we're gonna cast a spell but they were saying it was it was exactly like that that's what they were that's what they were doing And so there's so many people that don't realize this. The witches came out and said, witchcraft is about harnessing your power and using it alongside the power of the universe to manifest a life that fulfills your higher purpose. See how there's no God in this sentence? Intention simply tells those energies where you want to go next. Practicing intention forces you to ground yourself and do some self-reflection and mediate, uh, meditate, I'm sorry, on what you really want from life, they said. These are vital skills that every witch should possess constantly improve on almost like it's self-help like this is phenomenal right that, that's what they're selling that's what they're packaging it as a lot of young women are going in this direction i mean hillary didn't mind speaking at a at a at a little uh, witchcraft summit i mean this is becoming way more mainstream than we think and the stars kind of back this up too because um the stars are selling this too so um, Anton uh, LaVey says that the new age is to give Satan his religion back. The new age is a spiritual Satanism repackaged in a box of social morality, wrapped in a wrapping paper of unity, social progress, and topped with a bow of, you got it, love and tolerance. Spiritual principles of Satanism mixed in with an appealing heart-centered moral system, or Satan gets replaced with psych- psychologically therapeutic um, imaginary idea of quote-unquote source right the occultic spiritual matters all have their roots in luciferian philosophy just because the new age sprinkles in a little self-esteem message like what i just quoted from the witches and endorses an appealing standard of social morality does not mean that the new age subjects themselves are not essentially satanic it's satanic it's a seductive message and it leaves the element of god out of the picture And there's a lot more of our youth walking out of churches and going towards this because why it makes them feel powerful. And Satan is all about, is all about having the youth feel that way, but don't pray about it. Just will it into being bypass God completely. Don't get on your knees. Just will it. So why am I talking about this? Well, we shouldn't be surprised about little demon. That this is no surprise. People are freaking out. They're totally gaslit over this. Why? I want you to think back to Disney. Think back to Disney for just a moment. Because Disney and his past and his intention and his company has been doing this from the beginning. Back in the time when Disney was coming about and kept going bankrupt, by the way. So why'd they keep investing in him? Um, he, the, the industry itself was called Babylon getting a bad reputation, Hollywood, people were finding out real quick, right? And uh, what these guys were all about. And so Disney was put in to make it look good, to make it look like somebody was cleaning it up and that, and that Hollywood would be for kids. And it was going to be this amazing, just wonderful little thing. None of our, our back, like, look at your life. Disney's in there somewhere, I promise. Somewhere along the line, Disney is in there as a memory for you. And that was by design. They wanted, they wanted to put a face on it like Disney uh, could at the time and try to get away with it. 
So you think about what was his first, what, so you, you're all about kids and you want to put out there that you're good and that you're all about children and that you want people to feel really good about your cartoons for kids. What's the first thing you put out? Oh yeah. The skeleton dance. Um, this wasn't even around Halloween. This was in the summertime. This was the first thing that Disney said, ooh, macabre dancing in a cemetery with skeletons? Perfect for children. This is perfect for kids. Why would you want to do that? If you are a company that is actually all about creating this image and good image and cuteness, sweetness, why would your first film be about that? Why would you think that in your head unless you were pretty demented? A skeleton dance? That's supposed to sell you to the world? How? How could that sell you? If people are alert, you'd be a little like, why are you selling my kids on this garbage? A macabre dance in a cemetery. How sweet. Perfect for kids, right? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Perfect for kids, right? Have you looked into that story? There's something very wrong with Disney. Did anyone figure it out at the time? And why was magic so imposed on our kids in every film? Why is magic the arc of the films that they produce? Why couldn't it be a sweet story? Like a Leave it to Beaver plot, right? Like a Brady Bunch plot. Sweet little story. Parents are the good guys. Uh, They resolve an issue. Little Mickey Mouse did something, but his parents correct it. No, 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 no. That was not it. It was the occult. It was magic being brought in for the last 110 years. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time you can get my six-piece towel sets regularly $109.99 now only $39.99 the lowest price ever with your promo code use kate k-a-t-e as the promo code or go to mypillow.com forward slash kate and get up to 75 percent off these towels are amazing so are the pillows so are the sheets everything else but oh my gosh The towels are amazing. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products.
products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do a spray it in your mouth tastes like water you don't even taste anything and a couple times a day and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out and so this is an important spray with everything going on all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else this is something that you're going to want in your arsenal so i highly highly recommend this uh pure body zeolite spray okay uh, make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest form on the market, so make sure and get it. Hey, everybody, Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z-Stack. He's got two products now. One is the the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Nineteen sixties intro, Mickey Mouse Club. Interesting. They had to throw in some good, like Steamboat Willie and some different little things that didn't look as dark as some of the stuff they were putting out. But they were sure putting out a lot of stuff, and I'll talk about that. Um, I also want to talk about some of the back dealings of Disney, and um, there's some other things too about magic that <laughs> came along at the same time. So uh, make sure you get over to preparewithkate.com and order up some food storage, please. And uh, get yourself squared away. You should be ordering it every month. I hope you are. Take advantage of these deals they have because they've got some good ones every month. And they're designed for you. Go to preparewithkate.com and it also helps the show. Um, You need to get your food supply. Okay. Also, uh, please buy a commemorative coin for the show. We need it. I, we can't keep doing shows like this. You, you're just, you're, you get to hear the controlled version of all the stories from other shows. This show isn't like that. We'll talk about the stuff that nobody else will touch. 9-11 uh, show on Friday will be huge. So please support Truth and Radio. Please 
and go get a commemorative Kate Daly show silver coin. It's right at katedalyradio.com. Pick one up, 99 bucks. You'll know you've done something for truth in radio to maintain truth in radio. We're one of the very few outlets that isn't told what to say. We don't have any boundaries. Okay? Um, so let me get right back to there's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to say. So they came out with Sorcerer's Apprentice. And Sorcerer's, <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice was, uh, you know, Mickey puts a hat on, tries the magic on a broom. He commands the broom to carry buckets of water to fill a cauldron. Since Mickey's satisfied, he sits down on his chair and falls asleep. He dreams that he's a powerful sorcerer, top a high atop a pinnacle, commanding the stars, planets, and water. And Mickey wakes up to find that the room is filled with water. Um, it goes on and on and on, right? So after you get this macabre dancing in a cemetery with the skeleton show, you get Steamboat Willie, you get this in the 40s. And, um, and combined with Fantasia it is very interesting that they did this because, um, there's, there's a lot of messaging. Disney has been about messaging since the very, very beginning. They were put in place to put out a message of Hollywood's good. Now they, they have subsidies, uh, that do all their adult stuff. That's, that's gross. Uh, Miramax, Touchstone, all of those. Now, I've done some shows on Disney before, okay? But I'm going to touch on some different things right now. Um, so, a lot of the movies are about, um, like in the 1920s, were about shoplifting, playing hooky. You know, little things like, you know, the kids love to see and, you know, no, that's not true. But that, this is what we were shown, Okay. Alice running away from responsibility to have an adventure, prisoners escaping, hobos, you know, like the whole nine yards, misbehavior, misbehavior on steroids. Steamboat Willie, you know, it was all about this play between this guy and Mickey and um, all kinds of shenanigans. Now, it's not to say that I'm not so, you know, prude and pious that I can't understand shenanigans. No, that's not true. It's just that why are kid movies so laden with the occult? Why are we so laden with magic? That all happened and was put into cartoon. The violence that was put into cartoon um, was put in so that in a cartoon message, it's okay. Just like Little Demon has nude cartoon characters. Yeah. You haven't seen that one, huh? Well, they do. And this is, the, this is like a version of let's sell it this way because nobody will get mad because it's a cartoon. So even in Get Rich Quick Goofy in 1951, it was about gambling. The wife forgives him for gambling because she liked the money. Oh, what a great message for children. Right? Um, this is the kind of stuff that they put in. They weren't, they, this wasn't wholesomeness. So when you're seeing the violence in a cartoon, what are you seeing that with? Well, the specialists over at, you know, MK Ultra will tell you that, my gosh, when you're seeing violence in cartoon characters and you're seeing all these happen, you're doing it with your favorite soft drink, your favorite candy bar, you know, uh, your little Twix candy bar, and you are watching all of this violence, but it's okay because you're watching Disney because Disney is sold as good. It's quite deceptive. It's a sleight of hand. It's magic. It is magic. It's sleight of hand. So... They couldn't do it in real life, but they could do it under the guise of this. The Disney Gargoyles cartoons, pure demonology. Storyline is a race of demons protects New York City. 
One of them is even named Demana. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in trouble. Okay. So according, you know, to all of this, the goal was to have some place also that everyone could come to in the world. What is what is the United States known for? Disney. What do you have to visit when you come to the United States? Disney World or Disneyland? You got to do it, right? Rite of passage. I don't remember. I my uncle even drew for Disney. He drew he drew the cartoon characters. But he didn't like Disney. He didn't like working there. It was a dictatorship. And Disney wanted to pull off this this illusion that he could draw. So in all the films about him, you see him drawing in all the films, like the Tom Hanks special, okay? But he didn't, he wasn't a good, he, he couldn't, he didn't have the talent. Very minimal talent. He was fired at his first job um, in a drawing because he couldn't, after a couple months, because he couldn't draw. So him and UB uh, Iwerks, Ub Iwerks, uh, um, his illustrator that actually created Disney, you don't hear about him. There's no ride for him at Disneyland because they wanted everything to be about Walt. It was about building Walt's image. That's what it was about. All the pictures were registered under RC Pictures Corp. And the parent company of Joseph Kennedy, Kennedy's dad, um, was controlling, uh, was, was controlled with RKO Studio, which worked together with big studios to ensure that no small studio would develop as a competitor. In 1937, all the big studios, 20th Century, Paramount, MGM, all controlled by people of certain descent, <laughs> um, were allowing the mob to skim money from them. And Kennedy's, because you know the mob built Kennedy up for president. Okay, so Kennedy's RKO uh, gave Walt a guarantee in 1937 they'd distribute Snow White, sight unseen. Now, Walt Disney was getting contracts with uh, Time Warner's secretary at a time when he was bankrupt. Why would you do that with a bankrupt company? You wouldn't, right? You just wouldn't do that. It's very strange. But he was given contracts. Now he's given a contract to produce Snow White, sight unseen. Walt Disney's films distributed by Kennedy's RKO from 36 to 56 for 20 years. Another little known deal is in 1926, Leon Schlesinger, future producer at Warner Brothers of a certain descent, subtracted uh, or subcontracted animation jobs to Disney. And one of them was the Universal's The Silent Flyer. In 1928, Steamboat Willie uh, debuted. This was an animated cartoon soundtrack starring a mouse, later named Mickey Mouse. Um... And uh, the story is Mickey Mouse is forced by a storm into a house of ghosts who, f- who force him to contribute to their spooky musical. Hmm. A lighter version of the little skeleton show, but still along the same vein. Right? He can't stay away from the occult is the message. In 1931, Walt went on this very long suicidal depression and it lasted for a year. And in that summer, he took a vacation to try and recover from a nervous breakdown And um, they had marketed the first edition of the Mickey Mouse watches. And there was a lot of, it was all about the consumerism for Disney and building it that way. You can't go into a third world country and not see Disney t-shirts. They really marketed well, did they not? They were getting award after award after award. Why? They called him the golden boy. They marketed him to a hilt. He marketed himself to the hilt. Several artists that had worked for um, Randolph Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, came to work for Disney. And uh, Roy switched Disney from Columbia to United Artists. United United Artists agreed to front Disney $15,000 for each cartoon at the time. It was a lot of money. 
And uh, in the 1930s, the Illuminati Bank of America. <laughs> did you know that? Anyway, the Illuminati Bank of America financed Walt Disney. Years before the Bank of, the bank of America had quietly created the bank, uh, been created from the Bank of Italy. Do you know it came from the Bank of Italy? The Bank of Italy, which was controlled by the same oligarchy that has run the Knights of Malta and the Renaissance uh, Venice and the Bank of uh, Italy that gave us Bank of America, powerful bank in Hollywood in the first few years. You know, um, when um, Kevin Costner um, was winning the awards for Dances with Wolves, people were joking that he had a party for all of these people. It cost him like $85 million for this party and they called it Dancing with Bankers. <laughs> to get his future films. He used to be a conservative, and at that point, he switched. Why do you think he switched? Why is Hollywood all liberal? Hmm. That's really strange, don't you think, to see a group of people that are actors that all have the exact same ideology? It's because since the 1940s, very, very, very controlled. I'll talk about that in a second. I'll bring Johnny Carson into this. So they were open on holidays and Sundays. Um, Disneyland was. Bank of America was slated to be perhaps the only bank to survive the economic crash when the Illuminati kingpins were allowed their own banks, you know, allow their own banks to crash. Bank of America had been a member of Disney's board of directors. And uh, one of the biggest depositors in Bank of America is was Roy E. Disney. So um, Bank of America bankrolled Snow White. And... Um, they, well, there's all kind. they met with the British family. They were privately met with H.G. Wells, the Masonic uh, little prophetic planner of the New World Order. In Paris, the League of Nations gave him an award. He was awarded by everybody from the New World Order consistently. He won awards. He won trophies. He won Academy Awards. And um, in 1934, Walt Disney made a cartoon about a goddess of the mystery religion's um, and this was called the goddess of spring where this goddess is captured by Satan as his bride and sent to the underworld with an agreement. She could return to earth six months each year. Nice little children's fable. <laughs> I mean, this is a joke, right? So don't be surprised about little demon. They just want it in your face. Now they just want you to know now that they're not, they're not even trying to make it look good. They're not even trying. They're just out there going, yeah. We like satanic crap. That's what we're all about. I mean, it's just more in your face. The Illuminati Boston firm of Kidder Peabody and Company were the underwriters for the studio's public uh, offerings for their first stock offerings. By 1940, the studio, uh, Disney Studio at Burbank, had become a miniature city with a thousand employees. Remember, this is the same guy that kept bankrupting his companies before he was getting bankrolled. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, Disney productions were made a part of the military establishment. The very next day after Pearl Harbor, the military moved on to Disney Studio and had them producing 98% of their work was to produce propaganda films. And they said that there would not be um, Disney had it not been for the intelligence groups and for the military. Completely bankrolled. Do you think that ever ended? Of course not. <laughs> of course it didn't end. There would be no Disney without the CIA and without the military. Disney is an intelligence asset. They're used as such. That's why they're all about agenda. And that's why they came out of the gate with not the cutest of children's stories, but children's stories 
that were actually a majority of them built on magic, the occult, wizard, wizardry, and um, all the rest. We didn't need our kids to see all that kind of stuff, but they marketed it. See? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders, to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the kate daly show heaven knows i don't let them in don't let them see be the good girl you always have to be conceal don't feel don't let them know Just, you know, just don't be the little good girl. No, just go do your magic and uh, slam the door on everybody and don't care. That's nice. I'm totally sweet. In fact, they call, a lot of people call that movie Frigid (laughs) instead of Frozen because of the fact that, what are they selling? They're selling that men are just stupid and follow a horse around. They don't do much. It's really all about just the love of sisters and uh, they changed the old formula and these are the new formulas they're putting out there. Okay. Uh, You're all powerful because you have magic. You're all powerful. You can do anything and uh, don't hide it anymore. Go be a witch. It's no big deal. Just do it. You think I'm being harsh? Go look at the plot again. The man is goofy and he's like the byline of the story. He's just in there for kicks and uh, there's really nothing that he does. It's not the, the guy sweeps the girl off the feet. It's woman power now. That you don't need a guy. A guy is superfluous. Just if you want him around when he's not with his horse. <laughs> Sweet. <sighs> Frigid. Anyway. Yeah. She can't be bothered by a man. Frigid. Anyways. So, on that fun note, um, okay, let's go back. So, I'm trying to get through a lot of material. That's why I'm not taking a lot of calls. So, we have, think about this for a second. We have formulas being changed now. The Harry Potter book series. Did she write that on her own? Or was there a committee for child wizardry, wizardry that was involved? Because this is, this is a whole century of occultism that we've been immersed into that we haven't been seeing, I think. And because it came from a book, it's okay if the kids absorb that. It's totally fine. Because it's a good story. It's a good plot line. I, I said on Alex Jones, um, Beyonce or Madonna could do a musical presentation at the Grammys where they're um, dancing out of Satan's crotch and it's totally fine because it's, that song has a good beat. Song has a great beat. 
I really like the song. <laughs> well, uh, hello. Um, have you seen the demons they have dancing around them at the Grammys? Has, is anyone not c- completely in the occult? Gosh, they sell it well. And then we go, well, I like the song. It's kind of catchy. Um, yeah, you think? It's catchy for a reason. So we've been sort of inundated with all this subliminal messaging. Magic has to be a part of these movies and these shows, right? Magic saves the day, not God. Magic. Back in the day, we used to talk about God. And um, this is why Disney was on the verge of bankruptcy before he got bankrolled by the government to come in and do all the propaganda films. They would have lost the company had they not been totally subservient to the government, 98% of the company had to produce films or they wouldn't have made it. That tells you right there who they were working for and that wasn't to provide entertainment for children at all. There's a whole, there's all kinds of uh, factual evidence on this. They made propaganda for every branch of the U.S. military and government, everyone from the USDA to the Treasury Department. They made a film, The New Spirit. That was by direct request of the Treasury Secretary, uh, Henry Morgenthau, to make Americans accept the payment of income taxes. Yeah, Disney made the propaganda uh, that he needed to shove down people's throats. Awesome. And uh, so, so magic, we're talking a lot about magic, right? And the seductive messaging and the new agey stuff that everybody seems to be like doing, but not thinking that they're doing strange, right? So back uh, in 1905, they formed the magic circle and it was formed in London in 1905 to promote and advance the art of stage magic. Think about all the magicians in Vegas, street magic, all of the magicians that have been promoted by the media in this last century. Okay. When this started, it was 1905. Now, magic was before that, too. I realized that. And there was all kinds of, you could go all the way. I could go back into the 17th century, 16th century. But when it became mainstreamed was about the the, the beginning of the 1900s. Because they, they formed this magic circle. Prince Charles is a member, by the way. And... Um, so there was a lot of people actually involved in this and they like the expression, it's all done with smoke and mirrors. Right. Um, at the same time they were building what was going to be known as become the magic castle in LA. Now the magic castle in LA is where magicians teach CIA spooks, a lot of sleight of hand and tricks and so forth. It's used for that purpose. Actually the owner of gearbox, uh, just bought it. And his father, CIA, pretty sure he is too, usually runs in the family like that. When you sell out, you sell out all your kids too. So basically it's still run by the CIA. And they say it's the most unusual private club in the world, located in Hollywood in Los Angeles. Guess who a member? So there's lots of members. I'm going to pick on one though. Johnny Carson. You think about Johnny Carson's career, right? Do you think he was controlled? Because a lot of our celebrities coming out of the 1940s and on at the advent of the CIA were extremely controlled and came out of intelligence programs for the military. Not sent into battle. No, 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 no. 
Nope, far away from battle, like Jimmy Stewart. Really, I mean, he. I think he met one battle. Had like all of eighteen hours up in the up in flight, but um, and he was made a brigadier general. But they all spent a lot of time in military intelligence. Okay, Johnny Carson was put into the V twelve program, and it was a program for uh, the. It was kind of like the Army Specialized Training Program, the ASTP, and. This was a big, this was a big program. He joined the Navy at 17. You had to be between the ages of 17 and 18. And if you scored that high and you could show that much promise, CIA was right there ready to nab you at the beginnings of the CIA. It was still the other, the OSS. And they were curating America for the best and brightest. This program was basically to put trained personnel that were working for the government back in fields such as engineering, foreign languages and medicine and all kinds of things. Celebrity, Hollyweird, okay? And um, what's interesting about this is that you kind of think, okay, he had an interest in magic at the age of 12. He scored super high on intelligence um, forms um, and was uh, brought in, because it was, you know, you had to be of a certain caliber to be brought into the V-12 program. Do you know who else was in this V-12 program? Oh, Henry Kissinger, <laughs> right. Um, Mel Brooks, Frank Church, Bob Dole, um, my gosh, uh, Ed, the uh, New York City mayor. Um, you had Gore Vidal, uh, Charles Warren, Robert Kennedy, Paul Newman, Jackie Cooper, Zig Ziegler, uh, Zig Ziegler uh, Warren Christopher, the judge over the JFK trials, you know, JFK um, evidence that there wasn't it. And Earl uh, Carroll, judge, okay? Lots of judges, lots of different, all kinds of people involved in this. And um, I've done my homework on a lot of this. And what's amazing is, is that it's like a ball that just keeps unwinding. There were so many Hollywood stars that came out from the, came out of the time of the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s that were so very controlled in their messaging, what they were going to be about. They really went in to make sure that everybody from that point on was of the same ideology. They promoted all the same things. You couldn't make it to the top. And when you go back into their careers, it's very strange. Like Disney, Disney, here he was bankrupt, uh, bankrupted a company, proved that he couldn't run a company. And then all of a sudden he's getting contracts for a year for these, for these movies. Very strange. But it wasn't until after, um, after some things happened with the military, it wasn't a, it was after the connections were made. Does that make sense? Because in that club of connections, Time Warner and Paramount and all the people of a certain persuasion that run all of the movies, movies and, and Hollywood, very, very interesting that you would, you would go to somebody's career and you can see the evolution of the career doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, Johnny Carson is put into a situation where he, they said that, um, that, uh, who's the, uh, comic he stood in for? I can't remember his name. Um, he became unconscious. I can't make this up. He became unconscious. I guess he knocked himself out, knocked himself out. And Johnny Carson stood in for him. Well, knocked him. When was the last time you knocked yourself out? <laughs> I don't think that happens every day. And, um, so somebody knocked him out. It was that comedian. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of his name. It was this comedian. And he, um, he went in and kind of introduced himself to the country by stepping in. What a great opportunity, wink, wink. 
somebody knocked him out and put Johnny Carson in his place that night. And then all of a sudden, he's on all these different shows. It's crazy. This is crazy. Uh, there's lots of uh, of um, musicians, singers, um, all kinds of things, all kinds of people involved in this occult. But what I'm saying is Johnny Carson doesn't reach the level of Johnny Carson unless you're pretty vetted. Now, not everybody in Hollywood has a, and, and not everybody's military career is going to put them into a position where they're an asset. Um, Ed McMahon, though, is actually on a CIA list of addresses that got published <laughs> along with Ted Koppel. Yeah. And, and what they said was these, these guys are assets. We can count on them. They're not full-fledged CIA. It's just that we know we can count on them. Why do you think Ed McMahon was put into that position with Johnny Carson? It was heavily controlled what those conversations were about. They were there to control conversations with stars. They weren't, and I'm picking on him for a reason because his was so blatantly obvious, but there's other ones too that weren't as obvious, but it was um, kind of interesting how all of a sudden after a military career when I see the landing in Hollywood with, with not having any hard knocks at all, that is a little bit of a giveaway <laughs> because all of a sudden they're just put into position. They're not, they don't even have to work for it. Jack Lemon is one of them too. Jack Lemon, I know. When I keep bringing up names, it's like a ball that keeps unwinding. I have a whole list of people that have very, very curious backgrounds and just ended up in the right place at the right time with absolutely no reason, no anything to describe why. And that's why I think if we could do just a little bit more research on these people and understand where they're coming from a little bit more and understand how, how, we, have, like, how we have been sold on these things, how we've been, it's, it's strange. It's really, it's, it's too much to be a coincidence. Um, Red Skeleton. That it was red skeleton, by the way, um, just knocked himself out. And all of a sudden, you know, in 1953, just, you know, Carson was right there. <sighs> what a coincidence. I can't even believe they went with the knocked himself unconscious during rehearsal thing. But anyway, um, and then of course, Jack Benny invited him on and his career was born. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that. I could go on and on. I could do a whole nother hour on celebrity and musicians. But here's the deal. We have been surrounded by very, very um, controlled environment in the media. It's a very Truman Show-esque situation. And the entire 1900s, from 1940, it really went on steroids, but the invention of Disney, there's so much more to that. And there's so many more questions about him. And he was quite strange. And he was quite strange around little kids. They say he just loved Bobby Driscoll. Well, then he put him in some films. Why did Bobby Driscoll end up on drugs at 17? He ended up dead. Obviously in a lot of pain from something, you know, that he was had experienced in his lifetime. But they said that he had this weird fascination with Bobby Driscoll. There was a lot of stuff going on with him that nobody found out and nobody knew. And all you got to do is a little homework on the situation to find out. But the occultism is something that was that was going to be delivered in every way possible in every way possible. And by the way, they had a lot of intelligence agencies, a lot of intelligence agencies that were curating for people 
But what's funny is, is why go to all that work if at the end of the day we took the Nazis and we didn't even make sure they, they, we did, they, they weren't criminals. We put them to work over here and headed our agencies like NASA and science and all kinds of stuff. So what was it for? Was the war to curate for the CIA? <laughs> was that one of the facets of World War II? Because we obviously didn't use all of those intelligence agencies. At the end of the day, we just didn't do anything about it. Come on over, Nazis, you're fine. Anyway, Kate Daly Show, be faithful, be fearless. See you tomorrow. Hi, everybody. This is really important. This new limited coin, it's only going to be up for a short time. I really want you to have one. Please help and invest in truth right now. We need you. All hands on deck. We also need this show to expand. We also need this show to show, shore itself up against all the attacks that it's undergoing online and with everything else we're having to deal with right now. Please help Freedom of Speech. We're one of the very, very rare shows that's still on the dial that gets to say what we, we get to say what we want. We don't have uh, a bunch of people telling us what parameters to stay in or what to talk about. So if you like the show and if you want us to keep going, please help us out and go get a collector's coin or a couple of them. Please keep us on the air. And it's the only fundraiser we've done in 10 years. And it's modeled after the first coin ever, ever uh, done in the United States, Lady Liberty. It also says, be faithful, be fearless on it, because we're going to need that message more than ever now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a collector's coin while they last. Thank you.